Inconceivable, a game of nerdery and nonsense, trivia and tribulations. Now let's join our panelists and your host, the man whose name appears at the end of this very sentence, Dan Morin. Thank you, Lex Friedman. Welcome to Inconceivable, a game that tests two teams' knowledge of the nerdy, useless, and obscure. To my right is... Team one, we're glad she could make time and space for us, Liz Miles. Hi, Liz. Hello, people. If he had intro music, we bet it would be a sweet riff. Steve Lutz. Wait a minute. Is this the Dan Morin, author of science fiction epic The Caledonian Gambit, available for pre-order now wherever fine books are sold? No, but that's a frequent confusion point, so oh, okay. I appreciate I've- that. Right. I cannot wait to go into your Amazon reviews and just personally attack you. Like, all <laughs> kinds of just... Let me Why tell you all wait? this stuff. Yeah, <laughs> Let's that's get true. an early start. That's true. That's true. That's the way it works in 2017, I believe. Fantastic. And rounding out Team 1, we hope she won't find herself in a pickle, Marisa McClellan. <laughs> Hi, Marisa. Hey there. Uh, who will captain Team 1? Hello. I am your noble captain of this starship. <laughs> noble Captain Liz. <laughs> All right, to my left is Team 2. We've heard he's dyed his hair atomic blonde. Anthony Johnston. (laughs) Dan, how does it feel to treat me like you do? (laughs) It feels good. feels good. Uh, You might call her performance on this show representative of her character, Brianna Wu. (laughs) Dan Morin, we are going to win so much today. We are going to get sick of winning. And what I mean by that is I have lost four of these straight. And my today's husband lost his too. Today's so your day. I'm, I'm All right. sick well, of winning. Revenge, is, revenge of is at hand. And right. he hasn't been signed for this season. So, yes, he's still a free agent. Jason Snell. Greetings, people of Earth, and also Dan. <laughs> welcome back, Jason. First time on the show in a while that you haven't been uh, our, our substitute scorekeeper. So, yeah, welcome back to the hot seat. Up this time, so I get to play. <laughs> I give Yay. Jason about 20 points for his scoring, but they don't count for this game. No. Uh, who's uh, captaining Team 2 there? Not I'm going to do it. Oh, I'm going to do it to, to get, just to take the load off of Bree so that she can uh, focus on all the winning. Yep. All right. right. <laughs> well, as a reminder, correct answers are worth 10 points with partial credit decided by me and our scorekeeper, Mr. Friedman. Round one is a game we call Corporate Culture. Fiction is replete with companies. Good. Bad. Well, mostly bad. For five points, tell me what universe this company is from. For another five, give me the name of someone employed by them. Liz, we'll start with you. Oh, God. <laughs> I just feel like every time I ask Liz a question, that is the response. Uh, Omni Consumer Products. <gasps> oh. Oh. <laughs> I, I'm hoping some of those some of those sighs are coming from my team because I have no idea. Nope. Oh god. Okay. Drawing a blank ah. over here too. Any, ah. any ideas? Any ideas, team one? Okay. No. Is there anything oh. to the fact that the initials are OCP? Does that ring more of a bell? Well, are you down with yeah, OCP? You know me. Oh. Alexa, can't, we can't step on each other's jokes. That's just not going to work. Um, you can't when they're not jokes. I got nothing, team. All I can do is tell you it's not from Doctor Who or Star Trek. So, um, Omni Consumer Product. So something, I guess. That sounds vaguely some... dystopian future-esque. Okay. That's a good, Maybe um, there's something Blade Runner-y or... Uh, all right, then let's let's just assume it's from somewhere from before where I get my big input of 90s and 2000s stuff. So, I don't know, something from the 70s or 80s then. Yeah, yeah, I'd say know. you're on the right track, but that's a pretty broad <laughs> swath of time there. <laughs> okay, but at least let, let's make an intelligent guess, team. 
they, they say, don't make the replicants in Blade Runner, do they? Well, well we will go for that because that's the uh, only answer we have on the that table. That sounds great to me because I have that's no idea. That's a total stab. <laughs> that's a, it's a good stab uh, and, in fact, is not correct, which I'm sure someone on the other team, I think feel feel like people on the other team recently rewatched Blade Runner. Um, does the other team, I know, I heard the gasp from it, so I know someone on the other yeah. team knows. <laughs> Brianna, was yeah, that you? They just gasped Yeah, that was, that was uh, me. Brianna, can you tell me what it's from? Dick Jones. I work for Dick Jones. Dick Jones. Dick Jones. Yes. And the proper Robocop. Robocop, Robocop is correct. Yeah. Oh. Come on, guys. That is like, that's, that's canon. That's your geek cred. On the I, totally, right I totally there. got the area. It's to- that is definitely one of my blind spots. Haven't sat yeah. through a Robocop movie. So, yeah. What? Well, all right. Yeah, I, well, oh. you never know when it'll become useful. Dan's secret <laughs> Liz goal is inconceivable. Is just to expose that we're all frauds by <laughs> and our lack of knowledge. This is a, that that is this, this game that is a is weaponized version of imposter syndrome. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right, Anthony, we'll go to you. Anthony, International Genetic Technologies Incorporated. Hmm. No, okay, now I'm blanking on this one. That's a bit. Uh, that's even more generic than Omni Consumer Products, if that's even possible. If such what, a thing's possible. I missed it. I was in a. I was in a rage. International <laughs> Genetic Technologies Incorporated. Is that what you said? That's what I said team anybody huh i'm trying to think about stories that are about genetics yeah i mean i thought about jurassic park Mm, or gattaca no no, that was uh that was in gen in jurassic park i believe could be gattaca and then the other one what was the other one i was thinking of like altered carbon where they're generating Oh, I like, believe that. Uh, sleeves believe that. or whatever, yeah. but I don't I don't remember enough about that to remember any oh, that, corp- that book corporation. is so bad. Oh it's my god. Been a long time. Dan since loves I that read book. It. I love oh, it, but so it's been sexist. years since I it read it. It is so sexist. Oh my god. Anyway, let's talk it about it. didn't do it for me. <laughs> um Gattaca is not bad. I'd believe Gattaca. Let's let's guess Gattaca. Yeah, okay. If if no? you're willing because I, I well I just don't know. I literally have no idea. So okay, let's let's say that then. Let's say Gattaca. No idea of employees. And then the employee would be like uh like uh one of the who's an actor in that? <laughs> Ethan Hawke. I think, I think they want a character, not an actor. <laughs> no, no, we'll just say Ethan Hawke's character. Ethan Hawke. <laughs> sure. Ethan Hawke as Ethan as, Hawk. as himself. Yeah. Uh Gattaca is not correct. But what's funny is that you were... Uh, you were they pretty... did say InGen, didn't they? Yeah, they did say they InGen did. and somehow didn't really think about the fact that that might be short for something. Oh, no! <laughs> so, ah! in International Genetic Technologies, which is shortened to InGen, is in fact the company from Jurassic Park. Okay, we got partial credit, right? <laughs> Come on. Come on. Come on. I was told that I was wrong, is all I'm saying. <laughs> I'm giving two enthusiastic thumbs up, but that's the extent of the score. No point. Yeah. The scorekeeper has spoken. <laughs> no points. I'm feeling sick of winning. Uh, oh, it's an example, oh, an example of a, an employee would have been, I would have gone, I would accepted John Hammond. Um, and Wayne you, Knight? Yeah, Newman. Wayne Knight. Also, yeah, Wayne Newman. Knight. I would have accepted any of that. Just pick a name. Samuel Jackson. Sure. <laughs> All right, Steve. Dennis we'll come... Nedry. I believe is the character's name. <laughs> Boom. Oh wow, wow. Lex knew something. <laughs> Hold on, Lex. Lex for you. Ten points for Lex. <laughs> wow. No, he's ahead of all of us. Uh, all right, Steve. For points. He's only ten behind Jason. <laughs> Steve, we're back around to you. Steve, you're... yes, promising young novelist Dan Morin. <laughs> uh, massive dynamic. Massive dynamic. Wait, all right, keep it oh. clean. This is a family show. <laughs> Are adult films allowed in this? <laughs> Massive uh, dynamic. Massive dynamic. That feels very familiar to me. I know I... Yeah, I, I, it does... I, 
It's so weird. It's got to be something that if you knew it, you would know it right off. Right off. No, the I'm bat. sorry. Is that's it... I, my mistake. That's one of this week's sponsors. This show brought to you by Massive Dynamic. <laughs> Massive Dynamic. <laughs> you guys know Massive Dynamic. Uh, team. No, I. Th- I feel like it's a TV show. I think I, feel I, like I, I think I have it, but it's been so long since I watched it. I'm not entirely sure, so I'm going to feel very embarrassed and wrong. But I'm. I think it's um, Fringe. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I think you're right. Oh, okay. Well, no, no, I definitely okay. Do you know anybody who works for Massive Dynamic? Uh, wasn't one so, of, No, but it, one of the shows. Name a character from Fringe, which is something Walter? I cannot do. What's his last name? Um, I, know, I know there's Pacey from Dawson's Creek. <laughs> yes. Walter Dynamic? I, I, I will not take... I will not accept Pacey. Um, what about... Well, no. Um, what's, what, why is Pacey Spock, from Dawson's Spock Creek? Was a, it was a... Um, what's his face? <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah, not, Le- Leonard, I live with a Star Trek expert, and I Buck, can't. Remember. What's his face for the whiz? Scott is clawing his eyes out in the other I know, room. I know. I'm. A, <laughs> he's not even hearing me, and yet he's feeling pain. Um, <laughs> oh, what is his name again? Hang on. Um, I must remember it. I can't be that hard. Walter. Oh, massive. Almost. Yeah, Walter Massive is named after it. Walter. Walter Massive and Bob Dynamic. <laughs> what a partnership! Yeah, no, I They're think like, you mean Walter Bishop. Massive and Spock. It's Walter Dynamic. Bishop. Walter Bishop. There you go. There you go. I'm going to take Liz I'm, again. I'm going to say ten yeah. points. I'm going to take it. I would have also accepted. Uh, Liz, I'm so impressed. I would have well, also accepted. William oh, Bell was the character you were thinking of played by time. Leonard Nimoy, and Nina Sharp. Um, would have been oh, another yeah. accessible character. Love her. Oh, yeah. I did. I did watch Fringe. Isn't there a timeline where then Walter Bishop has no ownership of the company eventually? I believe There's every timeline. Yeah. So, no, but well, in in the the alternate timeline, he remains. He's still. He's like. Isn't yeah. he like the head? Yeah. It's there's a lot of different oh, right, parallel right, yeah. universes That's there. Right. That's right. Okay. Ten points on the board. Uh, wow. Let's kick it back to Brianna. Yeah. Brianna. <laughs> Nova up? Laboratories. Nova Laboratories. Huh. Yeah. I got nothing. Nova oh, Nova Laboratories. Laboratories. It sounds that sounds to me like a comic book. Yeah, I was going to sounds... say Marvel Comics. Yeah, but that's only because they have a character called Nova. Yeah, I was but like you know, like Star things. Labs and 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 uh, and things Roxxon and things like that. That there would be a, a Nova Labs, but doesn't it seem oh, like it's could, DC? Could it be a DC? Yeah, it seems yeah. DC. So what? Is that could, where it's not Lex Luthor? Is that where Cyborg came from? No maybe or. I don't know DC very well. I don't oh. either. I'm a Marvel girl. Uh, Nova Laboratories. Who would be for Nova? Maybe Starfire? No, she's an alien. Um, well, I, I was thinking she could about have a Cyborg, job, Jason. Cy- cyborg gets made, right? I mean, out of uh, he gets all of his parts added to him right. to become a cyborg. Yeah. That, that could be because it's not Star Labs, that's right? Because that's works. the Flash. That's how it works. That's Aloha. So <laughs> I'm willing to guess that. I'm willing to guess that. I think you could, yeah, I think that's probably our best guess, isn't it? All right. That is unfortunately incorrect. Good guesses, <laughs> though. Does anybody on the other side happen to know this one? It's right on the tip mm-hmm. of my tongue, but I can't, I can't force it out. It's, it's, it's from a movie, I'm pretty it sure. It is from a movie. It is from an wow. 80s movie that I consider a classic 80s movie. I was, I was assuming this would be question number five. <laughs> Lex just gave you all a hint short there. Short Circuit? It is from Short oh, Circuit. Oh, that's, well, a, that's uh, a huge hint. That is a huge I've, hint. Man, questions like this, who I needs haven't seen it. <laughs> oh, it's so good despite being so problematic. Uh, I would have accepted any number of people, primarily Newton Crosby, played by Steve Gutenberg. I mean, I don't accept Steve Gutenberg, but I would accept him as an answer for this. <laughs> Come on, you got to give Fisher Stevens hot top billing. Then. Yeah, yeah. Ben, I can't pronounce his last name. I'm not going to try at the risk of being more racist <laughs> than that movie. Um, 
tough. All right. Uh, we're going to go back to Marisa. Okay. Marisa Metacortex. The question that inspired this round, and I did not give it to the person who came up with it. Um. Oh, no. <laughs> Metacortex. That, to me, feels like a book, perhaps, but team, help me. I, this is some, I don't know. Something to do with brains? Definitely. <laughs> You're close. Uh, you are well, closer than you think. Huge <laughs> contribution to this round. This is Steve attempting to be Liz. I will now <laughs> yeah. step back and let like, you all work with that. Well, this is the portion of the of the of the area where we all go. Oh, they aren't going to get this. But wait, because in like two minutes, Liz will have it all. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so it could be positronic brain kind of stuff, like a uh, robot brains, or it could be uh, you know a brain scan kind of thing where like it's virtual reality or something. Oh, yeah. Wow, wow, you're like, this is fascinating. You're just like dancing right around it. And yet, I think totally accidentally, which is great. I love it. Keep going. Don't tell them. Okay. Oh, I did. I'm, I'm giving them a little encouragement. <laughs> you got anything, Liz? Uh, well, given that we've given a massive hint, I. <sighs> Lawnmower Man? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm going to. I, I, we should guess the Matrix. Oh, I think I think because I have heard of it, but I'm not sure where. So I've definitely seen it at some point. Metacortex is that where Neo works? Previous to the whole thing going down in the Matrix? Well, that would make a lot of sense. It's just basically well, it. But if it's about virtual reality, that's the only virtual reality film I really know. To be fair, but I like it. I like it. Let's go. What the heck? I got nothing. Uh, So your answer is. The Matrix. Wait, we need an employee, don't we? Neo. 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 Whatever his real name is. New or Mr. Of... Smith, right? Or is that his name? Is he Who's, an employee? Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. No, that is Neo. No, no right? that's that's the agent. Neo is Keanu yeah. Reeves, but I th- I'm not yeah. sure we ever learn his name other than Neo, so and... I, that should be sufficient, hopefully. Oh, wait, yes. Neo. Neo Anderson person. <laughs> okay. Please take that oh, mumble. Oh, you're right, you're right. Take that jumble of information and consider it our answer. <laughs> we have the right movie, so it really doesn't matter. Yes. It, Dan, is it two minutes later yet? It is two minutes later, and Liz has managed to pull it out. I'm being told to do this. Sting the bell. <laughs> <laughs> it is, in fair, fact, The Matrix. Someone, if, someone did give us quite a hint. You had most of his name. His name is Thomas Anderson. Mr. Anderson, you may remember. Yes. Uh, right, right, right. Uh, and yes, Neo. It is, the, it is funny because it is only important in the first 10 minutes of the movie after which yeah. it is totally it's relevant. The, it's a sign on the outside of the big building where Neo works. And that's why I sent that text to Dan that yep. inspired this entire category. You, and, they, and they misspell it in the inside of the building. There's like a banner and somebody spells it. They spell it C-O-R-T-E-C-H-S. And uh, somebody tweeted it this week with the comment. I thought you were going to say they spelled it meat cortex. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been like on topic. All right, let's round this out with Jason Inetrode. <laughs> yeah. uh, and I will give you a hint. You, this one is kind of mean. Can you? Can you? That's can not you a hint. Spell it. I n i t r o d e. Inetrode. In i n i. Yep, that's correct. Beautiful, beautiful word. Beautiful. <sighs> I have no idea. And it rode, and then it rode right out. In it, as in, you know, thinking, you know, startup files and stuff, but that seems possibly too on the nose. 
Inetrode. Your hint for this one Tro- is that oh, it's... Oh, wait, wait, oh, wait, oh, wait. Go, yep, on yep, a second. All right, go, yep. I've just finished rereading the Sprawl trilogy. And Trode is, you know, sort of like what people put on their heads for Simstims. And what was that Rafe Fiennes movie with Angela Bassett? Oh, that was uh, Strange Days. The Strange Days. Strange Days. That had the same thing. It had headsets with Trodes on that you used for Simstim, remember? That seems really familiar. Yeah, yeah. So what, maybe what's that that's super it? awesome. What's that super awesome free hint you were going to give us, Dan? <laughs> uh, wow, you really went you went in a totally different direction. Um, yeah, it's a uh, totally not related at all to our okay. general <laughs> genre. But <laughs> okay, there's your hint. <laughs> Enjoy. You talked right over me, but yeah, I will. Uh, I'm going to need. Uh, got any suggestions? Any answer? Well, that's all I had. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna say it's the company in Ready Player One, and the employee is the guy who died and leaves the money. I have read that book. I've read that book a thousand times, and it's not that. I'm certain about that. Um, hmm. Inetrode. Inetrode. Lex, do you want? Lex had a hint for me. I don't know if Lex wants to use that as a hint. Yeah, I'm gonna need you to give us your answer today there's your hint <laughs> oh it's uh it's the uh it's the 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 office space company where they all work <laughs> and uh the the dude uh who is the boss in office space that's played by gary cole oh well we'll just say one of the employees is um um oh what's his name uh uh michael bolton <laughs> i'm gonna give you partial credit <laughs> And I don't know, uh, does the other team know why? Steve, you're laughing. Do you know why I'm giving them partial credit? No, I just thought the Michael Bolton thing was funny. The Michael Bolton thing I'm going to give you because he is a uh, he is an employee of this company. But it's actually the second company at the end that they all go work for after the first company burns uh. down. The first company is called Inatech, and they basically, <laughs> the joke is they're interchangeable. So I'm going to, Lex, what do you right. think? I'm thinking like... Seven, well, eight technically, points. Dan, and yeah, I realize we'll I'm on the other points. team here, but you did only ask for the universe and yeah, you asked for the <laughs> and I did say office space. <laughs> okay, Lex, oh, what, Lex scorekeeper. I'm gonna need a scorekeeper. But I got it. I, but I got it with a hint. I think I right, got both gave of them, hint. but I got it with a hint. Yeah, we gave a big hint. I'm, I'm going to go with eight and a half. Yeah. <laughs> right. All right. You I'm gave like, them a hint, and they got ten points. <laughs> We want to argue we about the arbitrary scorekeeping of this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we didn't prostrate ourselves and beg for a hint. We just got a hint. All right. Go, given one. <laughs> End of round one. Lex, what the scores look like? <laughs> well, it's a very close game. Uh, team one is in the lead with 20 points. Team two does have eight and a half points. <laughs> yeah. Freshly earned. Right. Woo. So they're very, it's, it's close. All right. <laughs> round two is the first of our fake off rounds, Steve. You fake off. Thank you. Team one must find the liar. Uh, you may bid between... Boy, it's been so long. I feel good now. <laughs> you may bid between one and ten points uh, based on the following category. That category uh, is fantastic travel. Team one between one and ten points. Um, Which one's team one? Is that us? That's you that's guys. Us. Yeah, that's us. All right. As, uh, but my inclination is to bet all the money, but... <laughs> This is why I don't this, do betting very much. This is why we don't take Liz to the track. <laughs> I always go with a, a safe seven. Fantastic travel probably means but fantasy. I think it'll probably... Well, g- given, given that we know what the other question looks like, it's probably going to be something we'll find quite tricky. It's going to be <laughs> some enough. weird country name from some fantasy novel that I've never read, so I'm, I'm a but little we concerned. Are a, we are ahead, so I think we can... <laughs> 
we can risk some points. All right. All well, right. you people read, so go with All what right. you're comfortable with. As a reminder, when you bid this much, if you get it right, you get that number of points. If you get it wrong, you lose that number of points. So there is some risk here. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go halfway and at a safe, steady five points. I think we're going to bet. All right. It is. All right. Captain Liz has bidden five points. All right. The road. Team one, your word is immer. I-M-M-E-R. And uh, let's get some okay. definitions from team two. Anthony, would you like to lead us off? Sure. Uh, this is from Carrie Patel's novel, The Buried Life, uh, which takes place in an underground city. Oh, Carrie Patel's novel, The Buried Life. <laughs> Indeed. It's a very good novel. Uh, and in that, an immer is a record keeper for the Directorate of Preservation, uh, which is a sort of council uh. who keeps the knowledge of the world above before whatever it was that drove them all underground. And that person, that record keeper, uh, is an immer. All right, that could be an immer. Uh, it might also be something else. Brianna, what's an immer? So uh, in Persona 3, uh, you know, you have the FES squad, and the immer is part of the evoker that they use to transport to the 13th hour, where they start uh, figuring out all the mysteries of Persona 3, which is a fantastic game, especially on PSP. So it's a classic. All right, that's another possibility for an immer. Jason, it might be something else. Jason, what do you got for us? Well, in the classic uh, science fiction novel that most people hate but I enjoy called Embassy Town by China Mieville, there is this uh, idea of the interstellar travel to and from Embassy Town can't be done with traditional starships. Instead, they have to move through an alternate dimension where time and space are not as they're defined by us in this reality. And that weird alternate space is called the Immer. All right, Team One, lots of possibilities there. You've got a sort of weird alternate space. You've got a method of interstellar travel from a video game or a historian from a post-apocalyptic sort of world. Uh, one of those, hard as it may be believe, is an Immer. But which one? you got to tell me. I'm so mm. glad I only bet five points. <laughs> me too. Well wow. done. Okay, well, I am absolutely thrilled that this is like, there's only, there's a couple of Chinese available books that I haven't read, and Embassy Town is one of them, and more annoyingly, I do own it, but <laughs> I haven't read it, and I haven't played Persona 3. So you should. I it's really good. Right, so Persona <laughs> 3 sounds a little too specific, and I'm not sure it's the kind of game Dan plays a lot of anyway. Ah. So I'm not sure where he would pull that one from, although I could oh, we're, always we're be We're getting wrong, meta but... here. <laughs> I know that, oh God, but Chen Weibull, originally he was, he did like his words such a lot, but then he like, did it cut it clean back from the city in the city era well, Does time. it sound Mieville-esque anyway? Immer, it, it was like the Immer, you know, I don't know, the Immer, Immer space, Shimmer space. There's kind of a niceness to it. I mean, that sounds cool to me. Like, ooh, let's go to Immer space. It it's, all, like, it's almost uh, too on the nose, though, isn't it? I was, yeah. I kind of it, feel the it, first answer a little bit to me feels right, but I simply from a sense of like, it resonates with me. Yeah. Which is not I, helpful. I'm leaning that way just, just via process of elimination. Yeah. All right, I have... The record keeper. Very Except is that travel-related enough? Oh, interesting. Since this was introduced as a travel-related definition. Travel. Yeah, it's a, right, it's a very good point. That was the category given, yes. Okay. And could we hear yeah. the first oh, definition again? It's really again? not. That's... Okay. C can we hear the first definition again, please? 
You can. <laughs> it is the Nima is a record keeper for the Director of Preservation, which is a council that keeps the knowledge of the world above and the cities that occupied it before the cataclysm that drove them all underground. All right, so it's like a travel log of places that got mm. bad stuff happening, which is kind of. Does that okay? Well, I'm that's back, interesting. I'm back on Mieville now. I don't think yeah. that's enough. So, fantastic so now we're, we're leaning towards okay, right, great. Because I would have totally gone with your we kind of feel about that thing and not interrogated it any further. But now I feel like the burden of captaincy is is <laughs> pressing down. Um, How right. many lights are there, Liz? How many lights are team, there? Team One, I'm oh. going to need you to come to a decision. <laughs> there are okay. four lights. Um, okay. Well. I'm, I'm leaning in the Mieville. Um, if we're second guessing ourselves, if we're second guessing ourselves, I say second guess. We will do that. We will go for the Mieville thing. Okay. So you're going with Jason's definition um, from China Mieville's embassy town. Jason, is that correct? Is that what an Immer is? Almost at the reverse Liz there, where she started there, she left it, but then she came back to it. Yes, absolutely. The Immer, Woo-hoo! which, uh, right. yeah. Which well is German. Team. That's hey, five gotcha, points. Guys. Five points. Was, on that, the was board. that Marisa that realized that we were in the wrong category there? Yes, yes. Excellent. Good job. <laughs> Thank you. I would just like to point out that this would have been great, except that Dan introduced it as a travel related question. I didn't realize that was coming. Uh, <laughs> it was in the email. It was in oh. the email. It was. Dammit, you still almost got us. It was a good one. Yes, so it was good enough that you almost got it anyways. So, well done. All right, that's the end of round two. You picked up five points there. And Lex, where are we at? Well, they've increased their lead over at Team 1, so it's now 25 to 8.5. Okay, we're going into round three. Round three, a new game that we're calling Score One for the Home Team. Movies are full of memorable scores. From the following snippets of film scores, identify the movie for five points and for another five, tell me the composer. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm pretty Everybody go- hates the music question. I'm pretty good at, I'm pretty good at identifying music. So. All right. Well, Anthony, we're going to start with you. Oh, and uh, hopefully all of this works great. Here we go. Here's your clip. Come on. Well, my first, oh, on first blush, that sounds like, can we confer on this? Yes, absolutely. Right, okay, well, team, I'll say to this, to my team, this is not my final answer, but that sounds like, is that Pirates of the Caribbean? You got me, I saw that first one once, like, years ago, yeah, so I, I have no knowledge. I've never seen a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. I will say, okay. that sounds Did like a sound score like... that I that I don't know. It sounds... And I, that's, one, that's a movie I don't know. That sounds so very be. plausible. That sounds extremely plausible to me. So, so neither of you recognized it as uh, something else? No, no. All right, then, uh, let's say Pirates of the Caribbean. Does anybody know who the hell composed it? Is I that don't. Alan Silvestri, maybe? Uh, let's go with that. All right, so your guess is Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, that is correct. Five points for that. Wow. Uh, however, your five points, uh, that is not the correct composer. Does anybody on the other side know the composer? No, but I know nope. it's Pirates. <laughs> yeah, not James well, Horner, is it? It is not. It is Klaus Badelt. That is probably the uh, hardest composer in the mix. Is. He's a composer right, of Pirates of the Caribbean. Okay. <laughs> and there you go. Uh, all right, let's do number two. Liz, this is for you. Ready? Okay. Here we go. Oh! <laughs> 
another maybe five seconds. I know. Isn't that the most frustrating part when you're like, I'm almost there. That sounds familiar. I just, I just, oh, I don't, it doesn't, it's immediately. It sounds like a fantasy or an adventure kind of thing more than sci-fi. And it has those weird little elements, the little horns that kick in at the end that kind of evoke like a 30s sort of sensibility to me Hmm. or an early 19th century feel. Okay. The only thing that's maybe? Oh, I was thinking like Peter Pan or something like that, like the Robin Williams Peter Pan, but I don't think that's right. A hook? Yeah, that, there we go. Yeah, I'm, oh. I'm not sure that, that Dan would dig that deep no. for a theme for this category. <laughs> it was a lovely Jason Isaacs Peter Pan, though. I have do, seen do, that. Do, 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 the Rocketeer do, do. sounds plausible. Oh, God, they just talked the about that on the podcast, though. I'm not um, sure they would. Uh. Could have been. But the, maybe I've just I don't I don't know. I, maybe I have never heard it before because, to be fair, my grasp of listening and music is not good. So, um, hmm. Well. Can you play that bad boy one more time, I can play it one more time, and then I'll need an answer. Here we go. Okay. That really has a flying feel to it for me. Yeah. Yeah. It makes me want to say Aladdin, even though I know it's not Aladdin the cartoon because i have seen that one quite a lot all right answer please team one. Oh, are there is there flying in rocketeer then yes all right we'll go for the rocketeer since i don't know the rocketeer is correct for five points <laughs> well done steve no. very nicely done you, i liked you got the 30s in there and everything that's great do you know who the composer <gasps> wow. is is that a john williams score i the only composer i know is john williams so wait is it oh god that'd be just perfect because that's the only one i know so I'm going to say that. I'm going to say that. I'm going to go for John Williams. It is not John Williams. Just <laughs> listen to this episode. Da-da-da, da-da-da. It's the same as Star Trek 2. It's James Horner. James Horner. That's correct. Right? It is James no, Horner. I was about to jump to that. <laughs> Five points. Like Five points for, for Star Trek 2. That might have been why it sounded familiar. That's quite yeah. possible. James Horner is sort of notorious for borrowing heavily from himself in all of his movies. I thought about doing... <laughs> I honestly, when I first conceived this round, I was thinking, could I just do different James Horner scores and see if you could tell which movie yeah. it is? I like, that's too mean. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, I had almost six distinct James Horner scores to pick from, though. Why are you so down on the Horner? I love him. He's great. He's great. Okay, so let's move on. Brianna, you ready? All right, Brianna, this one is for you. I'm certain I've seen this. I'm certain I've seen this. That sounds very familiar, yeah. Uh, oh, oh! Is that from one of the Lord of the Rings movies? No, no, no! I don't think okay. so. All no, right. that sounds more like a uh, more military to me. It sounds more like a um, Hunt for Red October kind of. Maybe yeah, Hunt for Red, Oct- Red October is not nerdy, though, is it? Really? Yeah. Well, it's Dan. This has got to be one of these movies you've seen a hundred times. Like, I, I know that. I've heard that. Dan, do we have any qualifications for what kinds of movies these are coming from? Um, they're almost all pretty popular movies 
Uh, you could qualify most of them as sort of like blockbuster movies. Like there, none of these are. I would say the the Rocketeer was probably the most obscure, quote unquote, movie, and that was not very obscure. I would say these are all movies that could be discussed on the incomparable. Yes, are, right? Are they all nerd movies? Is more of a yeah. Well, I would, we did I would, a Hunt for Red October episode, Anthony. So. Oh, that's true. Actually, I would yeah, say yeah, that most episode, that. most of these have been covered. Is it possible that could be a Harry Potter theme? That sounds very Harry Potter like to me. No, no, no. It it can't be. I mean, uh, I I don't know. I've only ever seen the first one, and that was years ago. It sounded a bit dark to be Harry Potter, yeah, to be honest. But yeah. I don't know. No, I don't think so. All right, any guesses? Team two there. Brianna? Maybe an X-Men well, movie? Maybe an X-Men let's play movie? It, well, Dan, play it one more time, and then we'll give you our answer. One more time, Sam. Here we go. See, I am really put in mind of the uh, stuff like the Urukai themes and stuff from the Lord of the Rings movies, but, but I, can't, I can't say for sure. Could it be Indiana Jones? No, no, I don't think so. I don't think it's any of those. It sounds high adventure. It sounds high adventure. Like, it's not science fiction. All right, getting you an answer, Team 2. Brianna? Adventure doesn't come much higher than Lord of the Rings, is all I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get Lord of the Rings. We'll try a wild guess. With composer? Uh, Howard Shore. James Howard Shore. Howard Shore. Well, Lord of the Rings was written by Howard Shore, but that's not what that is. Team Mm. 1, does anybody over there know what this is? Mm. No. Starship Troopers? That's a good guess. Covered very recently <laughs> on The Incomparable. A movie that came out within the last six months. That is Rogue One by Michael Giacchino. Oh! Oh, wow. <laughs> I would never have gotten that. A movie I've seen one time. Oh, nope. I've seen it four times. Well, we were right that it was darker than... Yeah. I almost put in yeah. a section where he quotes Star Wars themes just to see if I could throw you off. <laughs> but I didn't do that. <laughs> oh. uh, all right. Uh, we're going around to Steve. Steve, this one's for you. Here you go. Yes, literary wonderkin Dan Morin. Please, <laughs> give me a question. <laughs> I'll give you, do you want one better than that? I'll give you some music. Oh. Initially, that theme sounded sort of Indiana Jones-esque. Yeah, that's where I was. Then it repeated itself and didn't sound so much like that anymore. And now it sounds more like a superhero-y kind of thing to me. Mm. But as to specifically what superhero? There's only a few superhero movies, Steve, so you could probably narrow that down pretty quick. And there's so dang many of them, and I can't really think of one that... Any theme that I can remember from any Marvel movie or any other superhero movie that's been out, so... Well... It doesn't so sound very much like the X-Men. They're the only ones I've seen multiple times. But I wouldn't trust me with music questions at all. So I have no help. Um, I mean, yeah, it's so Indiana Jones and yet it's not. I mean, could yeah, it be one of the Avengers? I don't know. It's, I, I mean, I, I again, I know, it sounded sort of 80s-ish to me because it reminded me of, um, I've forgotten what it is. It's a lovely fantasy movie with Thingy that is really helpful. Um, oh, Thingy. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, I, um, I almost forget his name, but it's probably not that anyway because I definitely have listened to soundtrack and I don't think that's on it. Oh, um, that's not helpful. All right, let's have our prerequisite re-listen, and then I'll right. we'll say Indiana Jones yeah. and the Last Crusade by John Williams, and <laughs> time, we'll move on. Time two. Here we go. 
That sounds like Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade by John Williams. <laughs> Great guess, but no. Anybody on uh, the other side know that one? No. I was uh, singing along with it, so I do know it. But then I started second guessing myself. I almost wanted to say that that's Star Trek by Michael Giacchino. It is but, not. But oh man, I wish I. Yeah, that's there at the end. I can see it. God, that the the notes you're missing at the end though go like. Oh, I can't even do it. Um, <laughs> I was going to do it. I, I wish, you know what? If I had thought ahead, I would have had a, the extension so I could play the rest. Because almost all of these are clipped right before like the the part where you're like, oh, yeah, that movie. Uh, that is from the very the first 1989 Batman movie. That's Danny oh, it's Elfman. Yeah. It's right. the original yeah. Batman. It's as, really? the, as the bat plane goes up in front of the moon. It's the, the end. end. Oh. It's the very finale of Batman. I am giving myself partial credit for saying I thought it sounded like it's from the 80s. Well, and Steve got superhero, and I was actually very impressed. Steve, your, your musical yeah. uh, ear there oh, is paying if off. If only we had worked together as a team. <laughs> that is what you need to take away from this. Yeah. <laughs> there's there's no theme of a recent superhero movie that uh, that I can remember at all. No, yeah, most of them are not. Be either Superman exactly or one of the right. Batman movies, and I should have thought of that. Most of them are not very memorable. Yeah, so and I knew it was a soundtrack that I've listened to a bunch of times, and I've listened to the Batman Danny Elfman a lot. So damn it, Jason, it's your turn. Okay, here we go. Well, that's rousing. Well, that's a, that's a Mar- that's a Marvel movie. Oh, really? That's a Marvel movie. I think so. What do you think? Vaguely fa- I agree. Well, it it sounds very, vaguely familiar. It sounds very Marvel. Yeah, I think that's a Marvel movie. Um, um, well, it's not going to be something like Guardians, then, is it? So it's going to be something one of the mainstream, like Cap yeah, or I, Iron I, Man. I, I, yeah, I'm or thinking maybe, it's maybe Captain Thor? America or or uh, Captain America or the Avengers. If Dan's really mean, it's going to be Thor 2. I wish I thought of that. Let's hear it again. All right, here we go. Take two. Yeah. I I think, well, team, I think I'm going to, I want to get, guess, Avengers. Go for it. I, okay. I, yeah, I, I can see that. Couldn't say enough to gainsay. I don't know who wrote those. Uh, and again, I'm going to say I'm going to just always guess Alan Silvestri because that's a name. Uh, and the Avengers, Dan. Well, you're 100 percent right that Alan Silvestri wrote the music for the Avengers, so that's great. That is not what that is, but that's yeah. great guess. And you're in the oh, right well. genre. You're in the superhero genre again. Does anybody on the other oh. side happen to know this? Oh no. Dun, 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 dun. I don't know. The Marvel movies do love that drum beat, though. <laughs> And yet it is but not a Marvel movie, Steel or not a Marvel movie, a movie that Jason hates. Batman versus Superman. Yeah, Priya, you, you, just said, you just said it. You just said it. I think you said it a moment ago. It's Man of Steel. Man of Steel. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, it's another movie I've only seen once. By, by, I know. And I know you'd seen it, though. <laughs> but uh, yeah. And by a composer who is actually fairly well known and loves those heavy drum beats. Anybody know who that is? Could have paid. I could have played Inception. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Hans Zimmer. Was, Actually, Hans my first Zimmer. thought was: yeah. Is this Inception? No, that is Hans Zimmer. No, I, I, I Zimmer, know the Inception yeah. soundtrack. That is Hans Zimmer, yeah. and in fact, he pro- he produced the Pirates uh, score, and you'll you'll notice some similarities yep. in sort of the musical palette there. Yeah. All so right, love his timpani. Oh boy. Yep. Rounding it out, Marisa. This last one's for you. Uh oh. Here we go. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I think Liz. I got that one. Come on. 
<laughs> the strains at the end were made it obvious. No, wait, it's 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 is it the first Indiana Jones person? Mm, I think that's either India. It's either Raiders or it's Temple of Doom because that's that theme at the end was oh, very much. Yes. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I was thinking that. that I was thinking that the the shriek, shriek, shriek was a bit like where the scary things came out of. Yeah, the that may box. be the bit where they're tied to the post and they open the ark. Yeah, oh, it does yeah, sound yeah, a lot yeah. like that. Or, but you're right; it could also be Doom. Hmm. Hmm. But that, oh, I feel ever so pleased that I, I recognize what you. I bet it's Raiders. I bet it's. I bet it's actually that open that scene where they open the ark. The more I yeah, think that, about that's it. what it made me think of. Sounds good enough to me. Do you guys good have question. an answer for me? Your final decision is yours. Marie says right, your right. question. Yep, we're going to go for uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yes, guys. Yes. And All composer. Right. Sure. Yeah, we'll need a composer too. Well, I that's don't John know. Williams. It's who? That's John Williams. The only Sound, composer I know. Sounds good. Let's let's. That's our answer. All right. That clip needed to be like five seconds shorter, Dan. Sorry. If they're all the same length, they're all the same length. That's ten points. And hey, it doesn't have the Indiana Jones theme in it or anything. So try to also try finding a clip of of John Williams that's not really distinctive. <laughs> uh, all right, ten points on that one. Uh, so that brings us to the end of round three. And Lex, what are the scores like? Well, uh, Team Revenge, that's, uh, you know, Jason's team with Rihanna seeking that revenge. Uh, they have their work cut out for them in rounds four and five, because right now they have 13 and a half points uh, to Team One's 40 points. Oof. Well, they've got their work cut out for them, but they've got round four coming up, which is their chance to bid for points. Round four is Fake Off and the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, appropriately enough. Uh, team two, your chance to bid for points based on the following category. You can bid one to ten, and obviously if you get it right, you get that number of points. If you don't, you lose that number of points. Your category is Fictional Consumables. Ten. Uh, yeah, but, I can, uh, if I can't build, build uh, if I can't bet 13 and a half, I'll bet ten. Yeah, yeah, there's no reason not to bid nope. <laughs> everything, so. All right, they're going uh, the full 10 points here. And your word, Team 2, is Hanu, H-O-N-U, for our first definition. Liz, what do you got? Hanu is a type of grain liquor, or liqueur, no, those are different words, liquor made from lavis, which is a plant that is used as a cereal crop on the planet Roshar, where the Stormlight Archive is. And that's from the Stormlight or, oh, Stormlight Archive series by Brandon Sanderson, who you might also know from other large fantasy novels you use to prop up chairs and stuff. <laughs> uh, that's one possible definition. Steve, what's another? Hanu is actually, uh, it's a word used by the Yaucha, which is the titular alien race featured in the movie Predator. Uh, you may know them as predators. Uh, and it's used to refer to human meat. So when they're going after humans... They're going after that tasty, tasty honu. Mmm, delicious. Uh, could be that, or it could be something else. Marisa, what do you got for us? Honu, it's a type of travel bread that you find in the Lyra series by Patricia C. Reed. It has legendary keeping properties, but is really only good eating when reconstituted into porridge with honey and ale. All right, so it's either some, some delicious bread, some delicious human meat, or a sort of grain alcohol, but it's one of those. Team two, the guess is yours. It all sounds so good. I don't think it's Predators. I don't think it's Predators. I, I, that sounded wrong to me as well, yeah. Mainly because yeah, I, yeah. I haven't seen, like, the terrible AVP movies and stuff, but certainly oh. the regular Predator movies, I'm pretty sure they don't 
you know, we don't hear them refer to the predators. Like don't really ever speak, right. you know. Like, but, may, yeah, but maybe yeah. they do the when predator expanded in universe <laughs> pyramids or something. Yeah, there yeah. actually is such a thing, Jason. Yeah, there is. <laughs> I'm yeah. sure there is. Lots of dark horse comics and the like, um, mm-hmm. and indeed novels. The travel bread sounds quite feasible to me. That sounds like somebody who'd be like trying to one up Tolkien. You know, well, it's like yeah, let's do Lambus exactly. bread, but more. <laughs> yeah, although although the grain alcohol thing struck me as being right too. I I haven't read Sanderson, so I don't know. Neither have I. Neither have I. I I have to say all I, those fake I read... words make it sound plausible. Sorry, Brianna, go on. No, I was going to say I have to read uh, three answer three as someone kind of trying to draw from Tolkien uh, to reach in and kind of get a, a fake answer. And I read Liz's like tergiversation on that is an elaborate bluff. So I have to say, I think it's number one, in my opinion. Mm, I wouldn't, I'm inclined to agree, but I wouldn't put an elaborate bluff past Liz. (laughs) Yeah, well, I've stopped trying to second guess Liz because she can't be defeated in any way. She's unstoppable. Are the rules against this sort of thing? I say. But But I I think we're going to go, go ahead. I also wouldn't, well, I I also wouldn't put the the one-upping Tolkien past an author, past past a fantasy author. Yeah, I think those but, are the two most credible, but if you guys think it's the, uh, more inclined to go with it for the liquor, then let's do that. We're inclined. This team is inclined to go for the liquor. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> always, always a great choice. All right, Liz. They, they tonight th- I'm on the wine, actually. Liz, they think it is a form of grain liquor. Is that correct? No, it's the predator meat, damn it. Okay, that was a lie. It's the liquor. <laughs> ten. Hey, ten points. Yeah. Well done, team two. Back ring in the, the bell, fight. Ring the bell, ring the bell, I just did. I rang the bell. Excellent. All of those made-up words. Well they are what done. give science fiction a bad name. And they come. <laughs> also, Honu is Hawaiian for sea turtle. So, <laughs> which really? is what Honu. Which is, is everybody, true, as, as yeah. everybody knows, is what predators eat. Um, and that's what predators eat, Dan. Never- <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, so we're going into our final round, round five. Lex, tell us the scores. It's still anyone's game, believe it or not. Team two in second place with 23 and a half points. Team one in first place with 40. All right, round five is a game called Board of Entertainment. That's B-O-A-R-D. And from Clue to Battleship, we've seen more than a few movies based on board games. But we're going to make our own up. So from the following clues, tell us the name of the mashed-up board game and movie. I'm going to give you an example. And the example's a little bit of a cheat because it uses a TV show instead of a movie. But the premise is still the same. So the example would be, I would say, spice up the political intrigue of a Machiavellian Washington, D.C. power couple with some obscene Mad Libs. And the answer would be... House of Cards Against Humanity. Mm. Got it? Oh, God. It's going to be great. Here we go. Uh, (laughs) That was all sounds of excitement uh, and enthusiasm. uh, Yep, I just tend to uh, roughshod right over them. Uh, Liz, I believe we are starting Uh, with you here. Liz, sometimes the only way to stop an outbreak is by clapping your hands and believing in fairies. uh, Oh, oh, Peter Pandemic. Ten points. Nice. Well done. (laughs) Anthony. Two stoners try to remember what happened during a night that ended up with them lying in fields looking for their French walled city. I, I know what? the answer. <laughs> I, I, I do not. I am completely clueless. It's, Please, Jason, it's, enlighten us. It's dude, where's my carcassonne? Yep. Uh, oh, ten yeah. points. Well done. Uh, we're on to Steve. Steve. Yes, science fiction auteur Dan Morin, writer of the novel that the incomparables Dan Morin called a serviceable first attempt. <laughs> what have you got for me? The most majestic sight of the ancient world is definitely an island full of female warriors. 
The most, okay, repeat the first part. The most majestic site of the ancient world is definitely an island full of female warriors. Okay, island full of female warriors so, wonder, is Amazon. Yeah. Uh, seven Wonder Womans? You're there. Seven yep. Wonders Woman. Nice. Well done. Uh, Wonder Brianna. Woman, I guess. <laughs> I should have gone. Oh, even right. Dan's starting to sound less convinced by this round. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yep, it's not easy writing all this stuff. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> says, no one says appreciates me. <laughs> all, all right, Brianna, strap on your stupid and let's do this. The masked leaders of a fantasy city send adventurers on quests, including preventing an asteroid from hitting the Earth. Wait, what? <laughs> okay, well, the asteroid is going to be either Deep Impact or Armageddon. Yeah, can you repeat that I've got again, this. Please? The masked leaders of a city send adventurers on quests, including preventing an asteroid from hitting the Earth. Yeah, I got nothing. Armageddon Dungeons and Dragons? No. Oh, you know what? That's a really that's good guess. That's pretty good. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like you might get a couple points out of the scorekeeper for that one. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Isn't there like Karma? Carmageddon? Car- uh, well, the, the masked leaders. I mean, that's got to be the reference to the board game, but I, board- I'm afraid I don't know what... Yeah, I have no Masked idea. Masked leaders uh, board game. Masked leaders. Of a city. You're super, you are, you're on the right track. You've gotten pretty close. I don't know if so you know the game. Some kind of but... Venetian masquerade game or something? Well, I'm just thinking, so, so if it's Armageddon, then it's, what, what's a board game that ends in Arm, Ar, Arma. I love that 90s sitcom Arma and Greg. Arma, Armageddon and Greg. <laughs> That's the answer, right? Uh, Armageddon and Greg was canceled after one episode. Well, or, it could, or like I say, it could be Deep Impact, which is... So it could end in... Oh, Lords of Under Deep Impact. Oh, you're so close. Lords of Waterdeep. Lords of Waterdeep. Right, there you go. Oh. There, it is. there you go. Good you job. got it. I've never played it. Wow. <laughs> you guys lived it. Nice job. Lords yep. of Waterdeep wow. Impact. That's right. <laughs> in there. Well done. That is amazing. It's like you can never get there in a straight it. line, but you drive a big circle around <laughs> it and you end up there anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so hard. Marisa. Sure, yes. worker, play- worker placement around farms to collect resources and build your household sounds boring, but that's only until you add singing, dancing, and romance against the Hollywood backdrop. Wow. Oh, I know that game. I have so that game. Is it, that's it, probably La La Land and then Lands, lands of Something. Is that what it is? It's, I'm yeah. sure there, there's a downloadable version because I think I have this on my iPad. Or Yeah, it's the one where you place down various lands and it's, it's their hexes. Is that right? It's not Settlers of Catan, is I mean, no, that's Lands. That's, that's the one I was thinking of, I think. Yeah. That's, that's not the one I was thinking of. Okay, maybe I'm wrong then. I, I only know of board games that have been on that web show, so, to be fair. So. Um, so. Okay. I'm not helpful. If Will Wheaton hasn't played it, it doesn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> it's possible this came up on an episode of that show. I don't know for sure, but it's, po- it's certainly plausible. Say it again, Dan. I'll repeat it. Sure. Worker placement around farms to collect resources and build your household sounds boring, but that's only until you add singing, dancing, and romance against the Hollywood backdrop. Oh, my God. Okay, worker placement around farms. So it's To get resources to build your household. Land building, land, I don't know the game, but it's like, it's got to be La 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 Land. I got it. Building. La La Land Grab, La La (laughs) La 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 Land Grab sounds fantastic. A la Lando Lakes. I'm gonna, gonna need. <laughs> I'm gonna need a final answer. Oh man! It's is the butter possible? churning game that's sweeping the nation. La La Land of Lakes. <laughs> this is gonna be so annoying. I wish. I wish you could just even remember the name. For luck and Velda's everywhere. Yeah. Wait, is it La La Landia Is that it? 
La La Landed Gentry? <laughs> Any final answer? Settlers of oh. Ka- La La Land. No, I got nothing. I La La Land. We, we could be off base on La La Land. There might be a. We might be thinking of another. I'm gonna take this one away from you. Uh, okay. To end the pain, pain and suffering, you're gonna get some points because you had the right movie, Jason. What is it? Agricola la la land. There yes, you go. Agricola la or or agricola la land. Agricola la land. If you agricola. like, agricola. Sure, so annoying. All right, Jason. I saved the toughest one for you, and you can thank oh, good. you can thank David Lore because this was his. <laughs> oh no! Oh, David. Why does he have to beat me at all the game shows? <laughs> Even the ones he's not. He on. inspired this round. All right. Here we go. A web of deceit sowed by the family of a southern plantation owner can only be excised by trading wool for brick. What? <laughs> well, tra- trading wool for brick is what's the... Uh, That's what's Settlers the, is of Catan. Pu- is, it, is it, or is it Puerto Rico? It could be. So, can you say that one more I time? I can. Yeah, what's a, the movie? a web of deceit sowed by the family of a southern plantation owner can only be excised by trading wool for brick. Web of Deceit is a Spider-Man series. Oh, no. Nope. It's, <laughs> it's of a southern plantation owner, so it's like, uh, it, well, that's, it can't be Gone with the Wind, can it? You got to think like David Lore for this one. <laughs> that, yeah. That's not possible, no. Uh, <laughs> no. Stories about a southern plantation owner. Gone with the Wind is literally the only one I can think of. Web of Deceit. Song of the South is one? Oh, God, that's racist. Web of of Deceit. Say that again, Dan. A web of deceit sowed by the family of a southern plantation owner can only be excised by trading wool for brick. This is great radio. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give you a hint. Play some more of those scores. Since we're along the last line, we're on the last round of the game here. You're going to want to think uh, classic... Uh, classic plays adapted to film. Now that's a hint. Okay. Classic plays based in the South. Web of Deceit, mm. Plantation Owners, Family. I, I'm i out of my depth here. Yeah, sorry. Could, I should oh, know this. I oh, grew up in Mississippi. Uh, I got it. You got, got it? it? All yeah. right. Hit me. Settlers of Catan on a Hot Tin Roof. There you go. <laughs> wow. wow. Or if you prefer Settlers of Catan, Cat- yeah, it's really hard to say. It's really hard to wow. say, but you got Katana. it. Well Hot done. Uh, that was definitely the meanest, and you just, can blame David for that one. Just for, for Impressive. You know, for be, just being a respectable point total in second place. It was ex- <laughs> all right, well, let's hear those final scores, Lex. It is a respectable point total in second place, because while you might have thought Team 1 ran away with it, they did not. They merely hustled away with it. It was 53.5 <laughs> points for Team 2 and 65 points for oh, Team 1. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. So that was close. That was wow. with only a question or two. So well done, all the teams. Thank you so much for playing, panelists. Thanks to Lex Friedman for the scorekeeper. As a reminder, you can reach us at inconceivable at theincomparable.com. Or at everybody's favorite Twitter handle at under incon underscore receivable. If you got ideas, <laughs> there's a lot of underscores there. <laughs> there's so many underscores. Too many underscores. <laughs> hey, has anybody here written a book recently? By the way, before we go, it's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I refer you to Steve Lutz on that one. He appears to be the. I expert. feel like there was a wordsmith around here earlier, but I can't remember who it was. <laughs> and by the end of the show, I wasn't so sure anymore. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next time. All right, this is tough, but we're going to round two. And team two, this is your chance to bid for points. I disagree.
Uh, Sorry, we're going to round four. Sorry, I'll do that again. Here we go. (laughs) Thank God you were here, Lex. We could have been playing all day. (laughs) We'll do it live. (laughs) 